3: Discover the power within. UnityOnlineRadio.org. The voice of an awakening world.
0: Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's
2: natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Hello, hello, hello.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Unity Online Radio with me, Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show, we're talking about how to build a better brain. Have you noticed that your problems figuring out or getting that person's name to the face? Has that word still on the tip of your tongue? Do you think that your eyes or ears are getting a little dull, even your nose, your taste? If things start to feel like they're slowing down in the pipeline of your mind, today's your day because we're going to discuss how to build a better brain. Yes, it's true that every day, scientists finding out more and more about the brain and brain health. And they're trying to improve our memory and intelligence. Today, we're going to show you how to improve your memory and your brain function. And yes, we'll talk about things like getting enough sleep and eating brain food. but We'll also talk about how to keep your intelligence, maintain your intelligence, And do the things in your life to create change. We're taking your calls, toll-free in Canada, 816-251-3555 from within the U.S. and Canada. And remember, UnityOnlineRadio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. You know, people think that building a better brain is like really building, you know, a house, you know, the bricks or architecture. How do we get better foundation? How do we get a better paint or lining or something like that? Brains are different than architecture building. They are about something that continues to grow and change and grow and change and grow and change. Imagine a building that was built on a fault line. We all have some kind of uniqueness about us that may have had a flaw in our genetics when we were born, and then had some insults or injuries when we grew up, a trauma here, a trauma there, a trauma maybe everywhere, then how do we build upon a structure, like a house, that has a flaw? What's unique about the brain is it can grow and thrive around the floor, F-L-A-W, not floor as in F-L-O-O-R. How can that be? Because the very essence of growth and development since we're a child involves crisis. Erickson and others talked about how each stage of development involves having a crisis and blowing past it. Yes, we know the and need the elements, nutrients, Certain kinds of fats. Some people don't like to have any fat. They're called anorexics. And so they divide, they deprive their brain of fats, and their brain shrivels and shrinks. Atrophy. It gets smaller. The great thing about that is the brain is forgiving. Presto, changeo, when you start resuming fat again, the brain goes back up to shape. And so, you can have a brush with something like anorexia, learn from it, and when you correct it for the time being, you get enough nutrients, fats, to help your brain go back into place. You may have residual scars in other areas of your body, like osteoporosis, tendency toward it, some digestive tract, teeth problems, and so on. Not to mention a tendency to having certain difficult relationships. However, you're able to change your brain and grow from that experience. For the rest of your life, you may need nutrients to help facilitate that growth. That means fats are important for the brain. We show that to build a better brain as we get older, we don't need Less, less, less fat, we need actually to be 10 pounds heavier than normal after the age of 75. You might think, oh, don't we need to be less? No. A certain, a certain amount of fat is important, possibly and probably for our brain. The three fats, phospholipids, choline, inositol, and serine, you might notice are on those bottles for memory supplements the reason are they help perhaps recreate cells I used to make artificial gonorrhea cells in a lab and I used to have to import those uh, those lipids to make the cells and when there was oxygen next to the cells they leaked rusted it was a mess that's why people us take antioxidants Because when oxygen molecules are two of them, it's like the ox, they travel in twos. When they separate or become radical, free radicals, they injure the cell membranes and we're more likely to get inflammation. Cells leak and then you get that debris in between the cells in our brain, things like uh, vascular disease, strokes, but also the general disease like Parkinson's disease or Alzheimer's disease and others. Suffice it to say that's why we take those. But it's important to know that if you hold grudges, if you don't take out that trash, if that, that those inflammatory mediators you get aggravated by someone, you stay inflamed, you stay inflamed. That debris collects just like the rust and oxidation and that clogs up your pathways too. every once in a while i'm sure you've heard a radio and you heard more static than you heard the sound and that's because maybe you turn the volume up so you can hear the sound better but then you hear the static louder as we get older we have programmed cell death where we get rid of old memories old connections that are not important it's not important to remember that time that offended person offended you. Maybe important to learn from not repeating the situations, but that's forgive and forget, not forgive, forgive and not repeat would be a better way of saying it. Clogging one's brain of inessential connections is like hearing more and more static, and it makes it harder to learn because what did that teacher say? What did that teacher say? I can't hear, it. static. What did that picture say? You're a loser, you're a loser. All those thought patterns that are static in your brain. I can't hear, I can't remember, I can't hear, I can't remember. It's aging. So another nutrient is forgiveness, letting go. Opening up clogged pathways is also antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, loving something. So yes, treating your blood vessels, getting rid of high cholesterol, triglycerides, trying to have minimal, high animal protein. A lot of people do vegan, but I can't do just vegan because I gain weight, because I just do. So I have to have a little protein, but I've noticed as I've gotten older, I get less. The thing is you want to keep the vessels, the pipes in your body and your brain open. But you also want to keep the vessels and your heart open to receive. Many of us spend a lot of time in our life with our brains giving, 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 giving that it's painful to receive. Keeping the vessel in our heart and our brain open to receive is perhaps one of the most painful things. We work on giving appreciation to other people by giving, but showing appreciation by receiving is a much harder thing. Open your heart vessels is the same as getting rid of cholesterol and triglycerides. We hear of people getting stents, opening up the coronary arteries so they don't get angina and heart attack. You want to keep your vessels open so you can love and live and have joy. The same as when you get angry and you need something and you're in an argument. you like, Maybe you used to not get angry, you used just to be nice. But then you weren't unassertive and you didn't get what you needed. Do something else. Learn irreverent humor, learning a brain. Instead of trying to be a nice thing, learn emotional learning. Don't just learn to build a better brain by learning those crossword puzzles or those apps on a computer. Learn a different way of being assertive with, oh, I don't know, a medical staff, the uh, car service station, maybe you know, a policeman pulls you over. Use a reverend human. Don't be rude. Wait, you pull me over. Why can't you give me that appointment? i got a growth on my face recently after stress. Stress can cause your natural cell killers to come, kill cell, your stress can cause cortisol, which makes your natural killer cells in your body not work as well. And you might get Through challenges and crises in your life, these things happen that challenge you to learn new skills. The old ways don't work anymore. We need to learn to take risks. So I get this urgent request for an appointment because I have this growth, atypical growth on my face, which means could it be cancer? Five days go by, no appointment. So... I'm trying to figure out a new way of learning. Learning, learning, learning. Keep a brain. How do we build a better brain? Building blocks. Learn. In grade school, we learned ABC. How can I learn a better way of doing that? Can't be shrill. They could just hang up and refuse to see me. You obviously don't want to convince a surgeon to help you who has a knife who hates you because you've acted like an idiot in their front office. So I go in there after not getting an appointment, and I stand in line. I said, I'm here for my appointment, and knowing that they don't have an appointment down for me. The lady looks and goes, don't see you. What's your date of birth? And I give it to her. And your name? She says, I don't have you down for an appointment. I said, I know, they don't. I have an urgent referral, and I don't have an appointment yet. That was six days ago. Oh, Well, we'll get back to you i said i know because it's an urgent appointment that's why i'm here and urgently for an urgent appointment i said the word urgent about five times they're all very nice but they're overworked everybody's overworked this is ridiculous this is COVID. we're all trying to learn a new way of being in a ridiculous situation so finally i'm trying to figure out a different way of being because i'm going to start to cry and we're all starting to cry because this is really in extreme circumstances we're forced to learn new ways that's how you build a better brain because if you just are in the stress and you feel helpless, inescapably helpless, that's going to make your brain rust, oxidize, get traumatized. And that, my dear, is dementia and memory loss. So I look at the woman as they're painfully trying to find a place for me. And I said, you know what? And they look at me. And this is called irreverent humor. It's a DBT skill. I said, you know what my next stop is? I said, and this is tongue-in-cheek. Cheek. I said, I'm not sure if this is true or not, or maybe it is. I just said, it just feels like it's true, but it isn't. I sit in the back of my car, I have a folding table, a sterile scalpel, and sterile gauze. They look at me with utter horror. I said, if you can't get me an appointment, don't worry about it. I said, my next stop is to go to the hospital, to the emergency room. You know the traffic circle where they drop people off. I said, I'm going to pull my car over, take out... I was kidding, and they knew it. They looked at me, because who would ever say this? Of course not. I said, I'm going to take out my folding table, take the gauze, take the scalpel. I said, I'll just take my own biopsy, take the lesion right off, put it in a little vial. It doesn't need to be sterile, for God's sake. It's a biopsy. And and put your name on it, your doctor's name on it. I'll just pick one at random, and then hand it in. And then the ER doctors will, you know, stow it up. By that time, they'll be able to get a plastic surgeon who'll do a lovely job. Thank you very much. And I said, by the time you get me an appointment, The biopsy report will be back. And she looks at me. I said, I don't think that's going to happen. And she got me an appointment. By the time I got home, I sent the entire staff there pizza. Partly because I think that they probably need it. (laughs) But the other parties, I wanted to really thank them. Thank them. On the way home, I saw a moving truck. And it said Genesis on it. Genesis is a book in the Bible, that means in the beginning. In the beginning, we are reborn. We are born. How to build a better brain? How to build a better brain? Each time we have something happen in our life, a little bit of us dies, but some of us is reborn to learn something new. We have to let go of something, try something new, and new brain pathways are born, Genesis. They give us a chance to be more fully who we are. Take a chance, take a risk. Don't be rude. Be a little reverent. Be more who you who you are. That's my show. How to build yourself a smarter brain. You want to know more about today's show? You want to go to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa Two. By the way, when I called the service. I said, I just want you to know I was going to do this anonymously. I'm sending you a lot of pizza. I said, are you in the front office? She said, no, I'm in a center somewhere. I said, well, I'm sending you pizza. She said, I said, it's the best pizza in this city. She says, is it blank? I said, how did you know? She said, because everyone wants pizza from there. So they all got pizza from there. She's a pizza intuitive. We'll take the first line. We'll go to MJ. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Mona Lisa. Um, how are you? Good. MJ, um, how
4: old are you? I'm 38. Spring chicken. How can I be of help? <laughs> um, well, it's, it's actually very interesting that you, that um, this is the topic today, because for the last couple of weeks, I've been feeling that some of the burdens that um, I've been doing, it feels like it's so heavy on my brain.
2: Like, okay, well, let me I explain something.
1: So let me explain something What I see, okay? I'm going to make this succinct. Okay. The first thing I see, relationships are a real priority for you in your life. For whatever reason, that's where you are. Yeah. But something's happened. There's some thunderclap of sorts in a relationship, you're trying to give birth to something in a relationship and something died, something ends, and you're very frustrated. It's like you keep banging, banging, banging your head against the wall to try to create this and it's not working. On the outside, you look like you're calm and composed. But inside, there is a swirling of frustration. Yeah. Yeah. What happened
4: yeah, in the relationship? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I'm going through a divorce and the more I, I don't know, the more I think about it, the more I, uh, it's, it's funny because I'm, I'm filling up the documents myself. And then the more I go through the documents, then. Um, okay,
1: first of all, it, hold on Let's second. Let me go next to your body, but I'm telling you, when you say I'm drawing up the documents myself.
4: I'm drafting the documents myself, yeah.
1: I know, I start to get this itch. <laughs> I have to reach for a ruler or something. I look at your neck. Yeah. I look at your thyroid.
4: You don't see my
1: thyroid? Not, do, 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 do. See how you're all wound up because you're drawing up your own documents? <laughs> I see a pressure in your head. Yeah. I can't figure out if you have ups and downs, ups and downs of thyroid hormone, whether you regulate some of your supplements or treatments. There's something where you micromanage a lot of details in other areas that you shouldn't it's not that you're not smart you're very smart it's like um so the person should a person who's standing on a bridge be the architect who's building the bridge right now (laughs) because you don't have the perspective i look at your heart I look at your left chest wall, right chest wall. There's some woman in your family who has an increased susceptibility of having problems with their chest, hormonally sensitive densities, someone who tends to hide their emotions behind a brave and stoic face and settle, stay in a relationship beyond which it should be. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see someone in your life who's having difficulty wanting to give birth to children or wanting to give birth to commitments, and that frustrates you and you're very upset. I see Mm. changes in mood associated with estrogen and progesterone. I wonder if your skin is sensitive to hormones, things in the environment. Can you please tell me your health concerns?
4: My health concerns are... um Basically, a ma- management,
1: uh, stress management. Um, That's okay. Wait wait, wait a, minute, wait a, minute, wait a Stress management. Yeah. Stress is in your brain and in your body. We'll talk about stress yeah. in your brain. Usually, yeah. love and joy are not stressful. So, we got fear, anger, and sadness. You don't feel yeah. fearful. You'll feel frustrated.
3: <laughs>
1: and frustration yeah. with thoughts going around and around and around your head frustration to get rid of that, you say manage it. To do that, you have to take it to your left brain. Name it. I'm angry about X, Y, or Z. Name it. Because this something has been ended. I'm not getting what I want. Or a thought pattern which is ineffective, which is they're right. No, I'm right. They're wrong. Things should be different. There's some of that going on, but you can't do anything about that, so that's got to be discarded. But Then frustration in the body goes into the adrenal gland. It produces epinephrine, which makes muscles tight, 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 tight. Mm -hmm. That makes your neck muscles tighten, clamp down on nerves, cervical nerves on the bottom of your neck and causes a a son-of-a-gun pressure in your head and a Mm band-like distribution on the top of your head. Not to mention Mm -hmm. that long-term frustration in Chinese medicine, especially, goes to the liver meridian. In Western medicine, that frustration in your limbic system goes to your hypothalamus. It's like the sh- uh, telephone game, goes to your pituitary gland, and makes your body take whatever fat it has, converts it via progesterone to excess estrogen. So you have less progesterone, which is mood stabilizer, and too much estrogen, which makes you go, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Irritable. And if you had more progesterone, it would stabilize your mood as if nothing happened. But you don't. And that increases your chance toward having problems with regular bowel movements and it affects Mm -hmm. your fertility. Who is the person who doesn't want to have kids?
4: You know, when you said that, I I was thinking about it and I I literally don't know.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, Do you have kids?
4: I do. How many kids? Just
1: one. How old is the kid? Two and a half years old. Do you want to have a second kid?
4: With the right person, yes.
1: Okay, don't you love that? There was a pause. With the right person, I think. Your partner, the the soon-to-be ex, does he want to have a second kid?
4: He wanted... Um, but, but no, I, but I didn't. So I took, I took uh, the measures to not get pregnant basically because I you managed, with,
1: you managed to not get pregnant. Meaning it was hard for you to get pregnant.
4: Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, our last, uh, our last year of relationship, it's like I knew that it wasn't, it wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to be happy with another kid uh, with more family with him. So I, um. Yeah, so I, I went to the doctor and I said I don't I don't want to have kids uh, for a while. So, yeah.
1: So you did something about it. Yeah, I did. Did you tell your husband about that?
4: I did, but I told him after the fact. Okay, Basically, so I said, I have "Kids with you, um, and um, I'm gonna, I'm I'm going to make an appointment to the doctor and." And he knew the plan, but I basically told him again. It was like, okay, it's done. We're, we're not going to have more kids because I did this.
1: So in the end, your marriage was ended at that point.
2: Uh,
4: no, I think at that point,
2: uh, like other issues came.
4: Like, I know, but yeah, my thing
2: is, is this.
1: There was some major death in the relationship. Oh, in yeah. order for it to work, someone had to come in and bring back major resuscitation. Yeah, That frustration
0: yeah.
1: was laid bare by changes in your hormones. Mm-hmm. And now you're really still frustrated. Yeah, And you have to be very careful because that can change your capacity to have children again.
4: I know. And you might I, find
1: yourself with somebody else who doesn't want to have kids, and you'll kick yourself to next Georgia. Next Thursday, excuse me. Yeah. Do you live in okay. the United States? I do. I wonder what, why I said Georgia. Georgia. Anyway, my point is, is you got to get rid of that frustration. Okay. Why are you doing I, your own divorce?
4: Because uh, basically financially, I don't have money to pay for an attorney for it, and I'm I'm an attorney myself. Not okay, in, you're an attorney a-
1: yourself. I'm going to tell you right now: get help because you're espousing the issue of not ha- doing being able to do partnership. Trust me. I yeah, no, you- no, no, no. I, I, you understand? I
4: already have got canceled. Yeah.
1: Good. Coming up, yeah. we're going to talk about how you can learn the steps to having building a better brain. So, stay with us. As we talk about how to grow. With a better brain, you're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa.
0: Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th
3: The voice of an awakening world.
2: Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome. We've been talking about how to build a better brain. Today's show is trying to help you not just have a bowl of supplements. To be smarter, have better memory, be able to get that word as it comes into your head or remember that name. We are more, our health is more than just having a list of meds or a list of supplements. Every once in a while I get people who call me and they have a whole list of supplements and remedies. And they say they're tired, they don't have a lot of energy, they can't think. And trust me, I have a lot of health issues. However, I can't remember who the scientist's name was. It may have been Francisco Reddy or somebody like that. But he tried to reconstitute life by putting all the vitamins, amino acids, phospholipids, in a vial. And then hitting it with a spark of lightning and seeing if life to be created and lo and behold it wasn't and I explained to people that you can take phosphatidylcholine, phosphatidylinositols, phosphatidylserine, Aricept, something for cholesterol, something for triglycerides, you can take all this food, all the B vitamins, B.I.B., 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 you can take all that stuff put it in a vial but it's not going to create life. You have to diversify. You have to have one, like remember, we used to have the essential nutrients. What is it? it used to be the pyramid um, of all the different vitamins and nutrients and iron and all that stuff. You have to have nutrients of family, nutrients of relationship and money, nutrients of an avocation, worker, calling, nutrients of somebody that you care for, somebody who cares for you. Nutrients of having a voice in the world, an advocation, a calling. And yes, nutrients of intellectual development, like doing something like, oh, I don't know, those things on apps where you challenge yourself. And then seventh center, of course, spirituality. But no nutrient in a vial like um, lechicin or um, hyperbaric oxygen, which I'm a fan of, trust me, or even exercise like yoga and all that other stuff acupuncture so on is going to replace living and learning forgiving change you can take Chinese herbs that open up the orifice which is a way of keeping your blood vessels open you can keep your calories low as you get older because we showed that people who eat less have better, I'm not saying nothing, I'm saying eat less, calories total, move more, do better, brain-wise. We also have to know that earlier in life, our life might have been 100% about having a relationship, settling down, having kids, having family, but as we get older, having an intimate relationship is only 7% of our life. We have avocation calling, some kind of work. We have someone who nurtures us, someone who we take care of. We have a community. We have people we learn with. We have a spiritual community, on and on. It can't just be. That's how you build a better brain. That's how you stress-proof. Stress-proof is more than stress reduction. Stress-proof is diversifying life. We'll go to line two. Didi, and Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help?
2: Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm well, I think. (laughs) Um, Okay, I love everything you're saying, and I just love that whole notion of diversifying, and I feel like that's kind of what saved me and helped me to grow throughout, I'd say, like the last decade is in doing that. Um, keeping that real balance with the family and work and spirituality, community, etc. Why I'm calling today is um, I have this lower back pain that I've had for about four weeks or so, and I've tried um, chiropractic work and some PT, which I'll be going back to. There away, it's like yoga PT. Okay, hey, hold, on, on, a hold doing, on,
1: don't say anything. Yeah, hold on. Okay, I see you're the developmental phase in your life. Yep, where something is stuck. And it's not just, you think it's just orthopedic, and I don't think it is. I see there's something in your life that was traumatizing in the past that you think is out of your hands. I see that what you do daily is not using all your gifts, talents, and skills with work. Mm -hmm. You're not getting enough recognition, compensation, or payment. And somehow (laughs) you've been diverted from that to do something else. Somebody, and you, don't, you feel it's out of your hands. And even if I said it, you say, yes, but, yes, but, yes, but. There's someone in your life who's tired, exhausted. You think it's out of your hands. You have to help them or be with them or blah, blah, blah. You feel torn. And the thing is, is in a way, you have vocational constipation. Stuck energy in Chinese medicine, what they call the middle warmer. Things don't move in the middle of your body. It puts pressure in the right lower quadrant of your abdomen. And that warps your body apodis, where the lower part of your abdomen sticks out. That changes how your posture is and that throws off what you call your lower back. Who in your life it's tired, worn out, has
2: problems with initiation and motivation? That would be my young adult son. He's 23. Where are they now? He, it, well, I have two sons. One is successful and has been out for it's a not long the time. One that's
1: not the one that's successful. It's a person no. who's not moving anymore. That,
2: yes. He's living home and okay, he's in Did you college.
1: notice?
2: Did you notice?
1: I said, where is that person now? You said, well, I have two sons. So you Backpedaled. Oh, I thought you said where That's are That's okay. The, a, I, I thought it was plural. I, no, no, it's okay. Yeah. It was a cognitive thing that went on. So there's mm-hmm. someone in your life who's stuck. And mm-hmm. it forces you, third center, to be responsible for this individual in a way. So you Corrective. key into their pain. Right. So you key into their pain. You carry it in your midsection. It distorts your body habitus, meaning you kind of stick out in the middle and it throws off your posture, and somehow your hip goes to one side, and it messes up your lower back. What does he do for a living?
2: You're so on the mark. He's a college student. No. at wrong. You're at wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he does nothing? Shall I say nothing? Nothing That's for a living? You did it again. But you're going to tell me that was a
1: hearing problem. See how you need to build a better brain. I do, and that's why I'm listening I and taking know, gainful, notes. <laughs> gainful employment in the eyes of the IRS is that you make money. Correct. I said, what do you do? you What does he do for a living? Meaning he makes money.
2: Yeah, no, well, that's not happening. Right, that,
1: right. so that's, why <laughs> that's that you use plain English. Good. Where does he, you understand, I come from Rhode Island, we use plain English, okay? Our former mayor sold, tomato sauce, built the aqueducts in the middle of the city, went to, bra- uh, I think went to prison, came back, and I think became American. I don't remember, but that's what I want for oh you. So God. we used you play to know. You have to understand. And that's where I went to college. I went to Brown University. I went, what just happened over here? He, oh, well, he went to prison. <laughs> but he built a better, a better city. I went, are you people crazy? <laughs> oh, no, I was serious. Okay. So when I went to college, I worked 31 hours a week. That's gainful employment. Uh-huh. And I went to college. I was sick yes. as a dog. Those were the years—seven, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. six years. Oh, anyway. yeah. But hey, you know, it makes a good story mm-hmm. from stage. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So my point is, it also <laughs> takes away of a lot of people's excuses. Mm-hmm. How long has he been gainfully unemployed in college? Oh, God. Like, for a long time. Four yes, years? Yeah, There you go. Um, <laughs> you Just call him out when you know him. He's a nice boy. I want you to know. I'm not being mean. I'm just yeah. trying to be, you know, theatrical. Yeah, yeah. no, it's all good. How long, um, what
2: year is he in as far as getting credits? Yes, he has, good question again. He's finishing his third year, junior year. For matriculating. <laughs> so correct, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, was yeah.
1: the word they call it, matriculation. Where yes, does sir. he sleep at night? Uh,
2: in his room. At home or in a dorm Oh, yes. No, no. He's living at home. So sorry. There you go. Okay. He's living in my so the, home. And the college is somewhere else, or does he attend classes on the web? Uh, both. He he commutes about a half hour to the university, and he also attends remotely.
1: Okay. When you get out, what do you do for a living?
2: Um, I'm a teacher. Good for you. So this is the point. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you work? On the web, or do you go in person? No, I'm in person. Long, long th- days.
1: I want to give my thanks for what you do. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard, and it's scary, and it's tricky nowadays. Because you can say th- some things, and you can't say another. And it's very confusing. Correct. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that's like. And yeah. there's people shrieking it's- and screaming. and if We're not going to turn policies, because I... I specifically, there are a few things I can shut my mouth about, but one of them is politics. Mm. You will, you can put mm-hmm. a gun to my head and I won't make a stand. But suffice mm-hmm. it to say, I thank you for your service, and, because it feels like war in there, and you risked your life sometimes to go in there, one could say. Suffice yeah, it to in say, a it way. Must be, no, it is in a way. Mm. But suffice it to say... How easy it for you to get up with that exhaustion, get dressed, make food possibly for you and for somebody else, and then leave the house and do the same thing, and then come home again, only to do it all over again and see. This situation here that he's been in school for a long time. How do you feel in your body when you see that? Oh yeah, not good. <laughs> so that's not going good. To cause you third center responsibility, and second center work. Now let's turn it around. Let's just say you were at my house, okay? And I said, um, you know, you're going to go to college, and some of it you're going to go locally, and some of it you're going to do on the web. So you see me get up like a banshee in all states of sometimes we're past, sometimes not, right? Mm-hmm. And you see me answering the phones, not answering the phones, doing readings, a little bit about working with the editor, blah, 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 right? Right. How easy would it be for you for me to pay for your bills, have... A house over your head. How easy would it be for you to watch me do that for you? How long? Would yeah, you, no. No, no, no. Better question. How long would
2: you be able to tolerate that? Uh, no, not long. I would be out working and trying to make it nice for you. At the very least, you'd get up and wash the dishes, right? Yeah. You would vacuum? Yes.
1: You'd take out the trash to the curb? Yeah. And other things. hmm So my point is, um, you have to help this person in a way that you're not helping. Okay. The pain you're feeling is you're carrying the responsibility like a mother carries a baby on a hip. hmm You understand? Yes. You're more likely, I look at your head. I look at your neck, I look at your thyroid. It feels like you have a hard time swallowing, it's a lump in your throat. What Mm. compounds this is you feel alone. Mm -hmm. So even though all of these things are easy for you to say, it's harder for you to be alone. Mm. So in many ways, he serves a purpose. Mm. I look at your neck, I look at your thyroid, I look at your heart. Your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. Oh, my God. Why aren't you having a relationship? Aww. Right now, you could be having sex. I don't understand what this is. I, I know. Right lung, esophagus, I know. You asked the question? Did you
2: ask the question? No, I didn't ask a question. That'll so when he, goes to, when he goes
1: off to school, he comes back, run the scenario by you, and you're on the couch rolling around with a guy.
2: How's that going to work? <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, no, that would not work. Right, so you get it now? Ah, uh, yes.
1: Hmm. And neither can he. Both of you are stuck. Hmm. You got it? I think so. <laughs> he is going to stay in a dorm
3: mm-hmm. and get a
1: student loan mm-hmm. or get a job, and as God intended, Share a house with a bunch of people. I did. I slept in a, um, a ski, a ski closet. Every time I rolled over, mm-hmm. I hit my head with a ski pole. <laughs> Olympia, <laughs> Washington. It was it was a way. Anyway, my point is, okay. Um,
2: can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, basically, just this whole back thing. But you are absolutely right. I do have, unlike the right hand side, lower right hand side, this distension. And I'm definitely not. It's because it's I'm not throwing, overweight.
1: It's throwing off. You have abdominal distension. Things seem to be getting stuck in the lower bowel there. Yeah. You have to keep up with doctors, either an OBGYN exam or a colonoscopy mm-hmm. to make sure nothing's hung up there. That's the first thing. Yeah. And yeah. I have. Thing, I have with both. Good. And then you have to get someone who does visceral massage. Okay. To get rid of the stuff there, and then you have to work with someone with Feldenkrais or whatever because that distension there is throwing
2: off your posture. Yes. You that's it. A, that's a, could I ask you just to repeat that? You had said the visceral massage, and then someone who does what? I can't remember.
1: Oh, um, oh like right.
2: Feldenkrais or something like that.
1: Um, they one work more time. Post- Feldenkrais or Alexander
2: uh, Technique, they work with your posture. Oh, yes. Okay, I got it. I got like a dancer, Alexander. Yep, I got it. Okay, you take it easy. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, take care. Bye
1: now. We'll go to line three on Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? This is Mock.
3: Yes, I just I just had a couple of general questions. Okay. Uh, not, not about myself, but just generally speaking. Um, like if you're able to read people and, and to be able to... Um, See here, if you're able to read people, we must carry your past with us. Um, If we're trying to release past negative energy, can we? Or is it like a book, you know, once it's written, it's always there?
1: That's a great question. First of all, the question is um, not to be oblique. What's negative energy? I can tell you, we could say, if we have a memory, both what we can talk about, and then pattern in our body of adverse events. Adverse meaning painful. But I've had a lot of adverse events which have made me stronger. One example that, you, that might answer your question was having got run over by a truck. After graduating from Brown, it took me six years. Two weeks afterwards, I went running on a bridge and I got run over by a truck and thrown 86 feet. Four fractures in my pelvis, several rubber, broken ribs, a collapsed lung, and a shattered scapula, and probably a brain injury. So the point is, is I don't remember getting hit. Probably had a seizure because I looked both ways and didn't see a car. The point of the matter is, for me at least, I told everybody that for me it was a positive event because three months later I ran a ten-kilometer race and I won it. I actually came in second. And five and a half minute miles. However, when I went to an osteopath, he said, you have a lot of traumatic memories in your body. I said, no, I don't. He said, yes, you do. I said, no, I don't. So to answer your question, that would be a negative experience. He said, yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I said, I'm aware of every feeling. And he gave me that look of absolute pity, which I hate. Well, yes, I'm sure it rattled the rod in my spine a little bit. Because I've had a lot of fusions. However, I could do EMDR. I could do a lot of stuff. And in fact, several dec- a decade later, I wrote a book called Awakening Intuition. And I was on a book, um, you know, a book tour. And I was in Portland, Oregon. And I was, I wasn't lying down in the back of the car. And all of a sudden, my heart started to race, and I felt short of breath. And this doesn't happen to me. And I sat up and I looked out the window and lo and behold was the Hawthorne Bridge, the place I got run over. And that was a panic attack. So I did have a body memory of that adverse event. However, if you get rid of a memory, you get rid of the wisdom. If you get rid of a memory, you also get rid of the wisdom. And if today's show is about how to build a better brain We can minimize the effects of trauma, but we can maximize the learning effect of the wisdom from crisis. So negative emotion, I would say adverse events. How else are we supposed to build resilience if we've never had adverse events in our life? Now, naturally, you don't want to pray, hi, God, please give me adverse events. You want to be resilient, strong, in the face of adversity. That's what I would like to say about that. Life is an open book. We can see in each other because we all have the apparatus for intuition. If you have a right brain, you have a left brain, and you have a body, and you have an amygdala, and you have an orbital frontal area, area 24 in your brain, you have all the apparatus for intuition. And it shaped vision, hearing, body sense, smell and taste, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairaudience, clairsmell, clairtaste. Not to promote my class, but I have a way of teaching people how to better use your apparatus. Yes, just like any skill, Michael Phelps was better adapted to swimming because he has these long, long arms. Some people have a savant ability for intuition like any other skill because their brains and bodies are adapted toward it. Not everybody's the same, but yes, they can be taught the modicum amount of a capacity to swim or sing, la 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 la, but not everybody can be a savant. Savants have something unique about their brain that can be painful, but have an exquisite capacity for talent in one circumscribed area. So you could say, I'm a savant in intuition, but I couldn't read my way out of a paper bag. I have trouble with reading and writing. Does that answer your question, Mark? Uh, I know you yes, want me to part- say, get rid of negative emotions in your brain. It doesn't work no. that way. You can't scoop them out like
3: a metal, metal, melon scoop. Okay. I think it was more yeah. just... Um, I, I'm hearing what you're saying. I think it was more um, of a general knowledge thing and how things work. Like like I, I'm i interested, just for being interested's sake, on how things work so if you're if you're able to read people then i'm curious how you're able to do that and i guess if that's the case then you know we people, must
1: you do it every day you're just not able to take right brain intuition or body intuition bring it to your left brain name it respond effectively and release it i was teaching someone how to do a reading during class I gave him the name and the age of someone. I gave him all kinds of instruments to do. He drew an apple falling out of a tree. He said, I'm wrong, aren't I? I'm wrong. And and my job is to find out how that fits. It was a kid who had autism, and his father had Asperger's. And I went, oh, oh, I get it. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He had a symbolic artistic capacity to have a way of explaining intuition. That was his way of being intuitive. It was my job to find out how it was wired in him. That's what I do in my seven-day class. It's annual. It's once a year in July. Everybody has this capacity. It's teaching a person how it's wired. His was clairvoyant but symbolic. It's only a matter of practice that you can get more precise. You should not diagnose. You should not prescribe. and You shouldn't treat if you do, you're practicing medicine outside of the range of medicine, and that's bad, bad intuitive. And anybody who does that, you should just pl- politely back away and go, this has been very nice, and leave. I don't do that. I teach people how to utilize the signal- signals in their brain and body on how to make correct decisions in concert with other sources of information in their life, whether it's physicians, other practitioners. I educate people. Does that make
3: sense? Yeah. Um I think it was um for me it was also just very curious on how the world works or, or how things work. And so energetically. It's just interesting. Like you know, I guess I, my thought was is that if we have if we're living a life, um we carry these events, either they're positive or negative, and I guess my, you know, I was thinking that I guess we carry them most of our life, if someone like yourself or somebody else is able to read or, or pick up on those past events. I just find That's it interesting. That's how
1: we learn. We pick things up. We make associations. We keep track of things that are relevant, and we let go of the rest. How else to build a better brain than to be connected to our world and to other people? That is, in essence, how to build a better brain. It's not just vitamins, acetyl L-carnitine for attention and memory, vitamin E, possibly Aricept, if that's what you want to do, looking for something against the tau protein, against dementia. It's also about connection to one another and learning wisdom from adversity. I want to thank you for that wonderful question. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day and listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa.
0: Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.